The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Good Thursday morning and welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Coming to you live from the Lee Company Studio right here on West 7th in Columbia. As you see the West 7th cam on Facebook Live if you're watching on Twitter you're watching there we appreciate you guys hanging out with us this morning glad to have you glad to have you it's going to be a fantastic thursday mo told told me this morning he said man it's gonna be like 80 something degrees today and finally the sun has peeked through the clouds have broken away and we've got some sunshine and rainbows no rainbows no unicorns no lollipops. No lollipops. Just sunshine, but it's plenty of it. So Sunshine is good enough for me. This is a good day. It's going to be a good day. And I wore pants and a jacket. Just kidding. I, wear, I mean, I guess it's whatever it is. You, you wore That's, pants today? I did wear pants today. That is kind of nice to know. So funny story. Well, <laughs> I mean, as opposed to a dress, but yeah, but or, I mean, shorts. or 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 not. What's wrong with shorts? So what had happened was mm-hmm. this is a, this is not a good story. But Tuesday, I got home from the Gwinnett Stripers and Nashville Sounds game, and to find a big old hole in the rear end of my khaki shorts that you had been wearing all day, and That's you have correct. no, idea, no at idea what point that occurred. Huh? No idea. Yikes. That was fun. I hate when that happens. <laughs> so there you go. That's what that's that's what I had to deal with. Um, Chris Perkins said this show is awesome, and I, you know what, we're glad someone thinks. Well, Chris no. Perkins is a little biased because we just had his wife on yesterday. <laughs> well, Chris is great. He is. He Good is. Dude. Good dude. Well, fellas, it's it's Thursday finally, and. Yeah. But but it's not, not Saturday, Saturday yet. yet. Yeah. <laughs> not Saturday yet. I am super pumped about today's show. We oh man, it's not a backhoe, but it was a uh, <laughs> it was a tractor, tractor the, the, the mower. mower. Yeah, he's not going quite as fast yeah, as our backhoe. Going, oh, man. he's not going nearly as fast. <laughs> no, nah, he was he was doing the speed limit. Yeah, sorry, Mike. <laughs> anyway, great show for you today. We uh, we just secured a great guest for our first hour. Today, if you are not aware, we are broadcasting in Winchester and Cowan and Huntland in the area of Franklin County on WC. Huntland, the region 4A softball champions. Come on, by Lady, the way, Lady Hornets. The Lady Hornets. They stung Eagleville the other day. Yeah, after after losing the 
the championship to, to force the if mm-hmm. in finals game one. They forced the if game, Eagleville did, and then Huntland said, oh, no, 18 nothing, 13 four, get off my lawn. That <laughs> <laughs> was – they. They seem to have been very angry about having to play a second game in that championship. Bunch of mad lady hornets. <laughs> and you don't want to make, make say. the hornets mad. Oh, man. Uh, but we have, speaking of softball in Franklin County, Kelly Kennedy, newly named Franklin County softball coach, will join us in the next segment. So really excited about that and, and speaking with her and finding out a little bit more about her because, I mean, really – we don't know very much, and so excited to talk to her and find out who she is and where she's been and what she's done. And what she's going to do. What she hopes to do with the Rebelettes. I love the Etz thing. Um, plenty of action from last night in baseball and softball as well. Uh, I was at a great, great softball game. You were at a couple of softball games yesterday as well. Uh, we'll talk about – that Lawrence County region down there. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll get into that as well in baseball and softball action. Got some big games coming up tonight that we'll talk to you about uh, briefly. In the second hour, we're going to talk about the Braves who... Of course we are. Finally. <laughs> finally happy to talk about the Braves. Uh, we'll also get into those NFL QB rankings that you wanted to get into, and that may be in the, that may be in the final segment mm-hmm. of the day because it, it may take 20 minutes to talk about that. Uh, but we will be joined by the dirt legend, the man, the myth, the dirt legend, Bill Marbot, will join us in the second hour today. And if you don't know who Bill Marbot is – Shame on you. You've seen, <laughs> you've definitely seen his work. Mm-hmm. And, and you will see it next week. And you will see it next week as he is the grounds crew chief. Chief groundskeeper? Yeah. yeah. Chief groundskeeper for the Southeastern Conference Baseball Tournament held annually at the Hoover Metropolitan Stadium in Hoover, Alabama. Going to be fun. That's. You know, that's pretty impressive. That is, that's something. And this will be either his 22nd or 23rd year. Yeah, because he, he, didn't he say for 22 years? Yeah. So I don't know if he was counting this one or (laughs) or not. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, if it's only 22, that's still pretty impressive. That's a, that's a heck of a run. And here's the thing, what, what you guys may or may not know. Hoover Met and the Birmingham Barons at for like 15 years in a row had the Southern League grounds crew of the year. And I'm most certain that they were trained by Bill Marbot because well, my guess is he probably put the dirt on that field. Well, I mean, my guess is <laughs> I wouldn't think that he just steps in there for a week and then right, and walks okay, away. see y'all next year. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So it's it, he is a legend in the the king of dirt. That's it, the king of dirt. We talked about the king of country music yesterday. Today we talked to whose birthday of dirt. was Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Who knew? Um, ben Martin. Uh, Bill, ben Martin knew. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! If you guys are looking for consistent high school uh, sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee. 
No better place to find it than sm-tnsports.com. Uh, they sound like a sponsor, but they are not a sponsor. They are just us. <laughs> <laughs> that did sound like a read, though. <laughs> How much did they pay us for that, Mo? <laughs> not enough. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it, you can find roundups from yesterday's high school baseball and softball action, stories from three different ball games. Uh got one story that we need to get to real quick if you don't mind and that is some mr baseball finalists in the area you surprised me on no that yeah, I, yeah yeah so yeah um that that came out as per usual right after we got off the air yesterday but um summertown's grant burleson and columbia academy's Cavaris tears are finalists for the Tennessee Baseball Coaches Association's Mr. Baseball Awards, um, there is one presented in each class, so there will be five total. There are three finalists in each class. So, And sophomore, Nolansville sophomore, former Summit freshman, <laughs> Ethan McElvain. Also, there's a Moore County kid on that list. I don't yeah, have Chris it in front Martin. of me. Yeah. Chris Martin and uh, Grant Burleson will uh, be part of those festivities and... James McCracken from Middle Tennessee Christian, who uh, won the Player of the Year in in that division, in two. that division two A District three. Um, so I'll be district. Cu- I'll be so, curious to see how that plays out. Yeah, you got a couple of UT signees there. Grant Burleson again is a um, Columbia State signee as well. So he's up for the Class A award along with Chris Martin of Moore County. Um, the full list of finalists is on the website at sm-tnsports.com. Ceremony will be held Tuesday, recognizing those kids and presenting the winners um, Tuesday at 11, which could be a little problematic for us. But um, Tuesday at 11. Tuesday at 11 at New Visions Church over in Murfreesboro. So it's being held in advance of opening round state tournament baseball games at Spring Fling. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's unfortunate. Um, we we have a lot to figure out. Here's what we need a uh, we need a correspondent to be in the building to uh, give us a call. Well, here's the thing: we'll be it, off the air. To yeah, learn, I know. so yeah, fun, fun. Everything happens when we get off the air. That's okay, though. Uh, you know, it is what it is, and that just means that you can go to our website and find it. You should definitely do that. Should like do I that. said, it is sm tnsports.com. Oh, uh, that was always one of my favorite. Like, what are they called? Um, like jing- jingles? jingle, but jingles. like it's like a stinger. Yeah, really. Dot com. Who was that? What was that? That's a great question. I do not know the answer. You just remember the dot com as as do I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like I said, plenty of action to talk about. We're going to give you uh, last night's scores and today's schedule, though, real quick on the rundown. This is the rundown. The Thursday rundown is brought to you by Barry B. Cole at Crest Point Wealth Management. She offers personalized wealth management strategies for clients based on where you are in your financial journey. Go see Barry at Crest Point Wealth Management at 700 North Main Street in Columbia. 
Securities offered through Registered Representative of Cambridge Investments Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Crest Point Wealth Management at Cambridge are not affiliated. In baseball action on Wednesday, all of these are region championship games. In Region 4, AAA Siegel defeated Stewart's Creek 6-2. In Region 6, AAA Independence downed Ravenwood 10-2. In 6, AA, Nolansville defeated Giles County 15-5. In the Region 6A championship game, Summertown went on the road for a 3-2 win at Loretto. And in Region 5A, it was host East Robertson to Richland nothing. In softball action yesterday, Division 2A quarterfinals. It was Columbia Academy sweeping Boyd Buchanan 10 nothing and 13-3 in a doubleheader to advance to the state tournament. The remaining games that I will tell you about are all region championships. In, Cl- in Region 4 AAA, it was Siegel 8, Coffee County 3 in Region 6 AAA. Dixon County edged host Summit 2-1. In Region 6, AA Forest, a 3-0 winner over Nolansville. And in Region 6A, Summertown blanked Loretto 4-0. And finally, in the Region 5A Finals, it was Houston County 6, Joe Burns 5. I tell you that one because they defeated Richland and Mount Pleasant, and they will play Region 6A. Exactly. In boys' soccer action on Wednesday night, the Region 6A – the 6 AAA Finals – the Region 6 AAA Finals went to the Admirals of Franklin, a 2-1 to one winner over Brentwood. In 6 AA, it was Page 3, Murfreesboro Central 1. And in, yeah, go ahead. And yeah, in Thursday's schedule. soccer action, um, that's tonight, the Region 3 AAA Finals will involve Ottawa and Cleveland. And we tell you that because they match up with Region 4 AAA as Columbia Central will play at Oakland. Not at the Siegel Soccer Complex at 7 o'clock tonight. Turn right off of 231. Don't turn left. You'll miss the game. 7 o'clock Central at Oakland High School. And that is your Thursday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Barry Coble, Crest Point Wealth Management. All right. When we return on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, it's Kelly Kennedy, newly named Franklin County softball coach, joining us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. So stick around, especially those on WZYX. You're definitely going to hear this. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, live from the Lee Company Studio. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. High School Sports and Beyond. 
It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into the show. 25 minutes past the hour here. It is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We come to you live from the Lee Company studio. Glad to have you with us here on Facebook, on Twitter, on WKOM 1017, and WZYX, the Eagle Radio down in Franklin County. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. It's going to be a... It's gonna be a good day today. We, like I said, we got a we got a great show, jam packed, jam packed. So we're gonna get right into this next segment with brand new Franklin County softball coach Kelly Kennedy joining us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Coach, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me on today. Hey, Coach, we appreciate it, especially given the short notice that we reached out to you on. So um, thanks for making a little time for us. Um, As we said, newly named Franklin County softball coach Kelly Kennedy um, spent the last two years at Grundy County. Um, Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's correct. Okay. The reason the reason I asked specifically is so basically you only coached a season because last year you guys never got on the field. Is that right? Yeah, we played a week worth of games. You and did. Then okay. We down. Okay. I I did not realize that you had actually played a week, but um, yeah. So tough situation there. Obviously, kind of struggled at Grundy County this past year. What was it that um, you liked about the Franklin County situation after such a short stint over at Grundy? Um, Well, Franklin just has a really great reputation for not only their athletics programs, but also their academics. Um, I know a lot of people out of Franklin County and they just have a lot of really positive things to say about the school district and the community. Now, your collegiate background, you played at both Illinois Chicago and at Tennessee Tech. You're an Illinois native, I guess. Um, How did you find yourself staying in the area post-graduation? Yes, I met my fiancé at Tennessee Tech. That'll Um, do it. (laughs) Yes, he's from Lincoln County, so. Okay. So uh, between your your college career and coaching career, it, it was Grundy County your first stop? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So so you're 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 getting right into this and jumping into it with uh in, into a a program that will be playing at the 3A level, right? In the thing, uh-huh. with with four new classes. So it's it's a whole ordeal. We normally that would be a, a a statement of fact, not me asking a question, <laughs> but it is what it is. So what, what are you looking forward to with this team? And, uh, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about your, you know, where you see this team being in the next couple of years and how you plan to get them to, um, that district eight AAA championship. Yes, I think there's a lot of things to be excited about with the Franklin County team. Obviously, we have Amelia Sherrill coming back next year, um, and she's going to be a really key part of um, of our win. Uh, you know, we're just going to hit this summer hard. Tryouts will be June 1st and 2nd down in Franklin County, and we're going to be practicing, conditioning all summer, and we'll be keeping that up through the fall as well, um, just so that we can be ready in the spring. 
Um, the girls really finished out their season pretty strong. You know, they played a great game into extra innings with uh, Lincoln County. Um, that was that was great. Um, just a, a lot to be excited about. And I think over the next couple of years, you know, with a higher level of practice and more game experience, I think they'll be ready to take on Coffee County, who's going to be our biggest competition in district. Now, your your hiring was announced almost immediately following the conclusion of Franklin County's season. Um, I know that Mike Holt's departure was announced during the season as both softball and best, uh, girls' best, boys' basketball coach. Yeah. Um, you know, what was that process? Uh, it, it sounds like maybe you were able to see them play a little bit late in the year. Uh, and how, how did the hiring process go for this position from your standpoint? Yeah, so, yeah, so um, you know, I'm actually very good friends with Tracy Hayworth. Um, he was a great connection for me down in Franklin County. Um, and I was really just kind of able to get in on the ground floor. Um, I mean, really nothing special, you know, <laughs> just, a, just a typical, you know, job application, job interview process. Um, but, yes, I was able to follow the rest of the Franklin County season um, and, and see them finish out their season pretty strong. You know, as a an OVC graduate myself at Jacksonville State, obviously mm-hmm. – uh, JSU, a strong softball program. You guys actually won the OVC championship while you were at Tennessee Tech in 2015. Uh, playing at that level, and that's a that's a pretty high level. Obviously, making it to the NCAA tournament. You know, what does? How do you feel your experience will translate to uh, helping these young athletes uh, reach their full potential? Yes, so I have a lot of softball playing experience at a very high level. Even when I was in high school playing on an elite travel team, I've played from the East Coast to the West Coast. And uh, being able to play Division One softball, you know, the OVC is a very strong uh, mid-major conference for Division One. So that game experience um, is really invaluable when it comes to being able to create effective practice plans and um, helping the girls to become more mentally tough and more uh, prepared to take on high level competition because coffee County is not a slouchy team. You know, they're going to be tough to beat. So we have to not only be physically prepared to play the game, but we also have to be mentally prepared. So my experience, I really do hope will translate with the girls and they'll be able to, um, you know, kind of elevate their game and be ready to take on a very tough opponent. Have you found, you know, softball in that area of Southern middle Tennessee to be, uh, a, a strong area? Is it something that, that the that you have found the kids are excited about playing softball and, and have, have you seen that in your, in Franklin County athletes since you've been there? Oh yeah. I mean, I've not been able to spend a lot of time in Franklin County just yet, but I, I think that softball is really an up and coming sport in the middle Tennessee area. And I think that's very exciting. You know, it's really taken off at the college level. Softball is now the fourth highest revenue sport on the collegiate level. And I think that that's slowly starting to translate to high school sports as well. You know, we're really starting to push the female sports agenda. And I think that's very exciting. We spoke with former ACC and SEC softball coach Sharon Perkins yesterday, who said the exact same thing. And that's what we talked about, how the Southeastern United States is becoming a hotbed for, for girls softball. And it is really exciting to see for those of us who are, big softball fans and you know that that has to be encouraging and and a 
you know, that along with this beautiful weather we have today, coach, uh, mm-hmm. will certainly make you want to stick around down here, huh? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No plans to leave any time soon. I hear you there. Oh, it's, it's really exciting. And, and, uh, we were, you know, we just kind of wanted to get to know you a little bit as we are on, uh, WZYX in Franklin County, Tuesdays and Thursdays down there, uh, with our radio show. And we, we're excited about talking with you throughout your, your tenure with the Rebelettes and, Looking forward to what you were able to do with that program. Yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. No doubt. Coach uh, Kelly Kennedy, brand new head softball coach at Franklin County High School, joined us on the Parks and Motor Sales Hotline. Coach, thanks for taking some time with us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right, that's Coach Kelly Kennedy. And um, I think, you know, getting to know her a little bit was important for us. I feel like. Her experience certainly sounds like she's going to be a positive for that program. Oh, absolutely. I think um, when you have someone, like you said, with the with the playing experience that she has and, you know, being a relatively youthful coach, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's going to allow her to really. There you go. I'm sorry. Hey, you're good. Um, I think that's going to allow her to really relate to and relate to her kids and i think what she's going to have to say is going to resonate with them because she's not that far removed from the field herself and sometimes you know if you can if you can jump in the cage and stroke a few that kind of thing that'll kind of get somebody's attention a little bit so um, no doubt and she played first base and catcher too so you know how those two positions can be very important to the communication. Yeah, she might jump in there and hit a couple of bombs in BP or something like that, you know, yeah. sort of like Troy Bond was talking about his um, introduction to the Brentwood kids when he told them that he would had a 42-inch vertical when he was in college. It, you know, when, when you bring a little street cred, it kind of helps. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Um, let's stick in softball real quick. Cause mm-hmm. both of us went to softball games yesterday. As a matter of fact, uh, a lot of softball was played yesterday in this area, uh, had at least three different sites playing softball yesterday with mm-hmm. Summertown Loretto and Columbia Academy hosting Boyd Buchanan. And then of course, Summit in Dixon County. Yeah. So your games, they started at four o'clock and you played two of them. But you were done before I was playing one. Well, but your game was the most exciting. It was something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, walk us walk us through that one for those of us who were not fortunate enough to be there. We knew Although it was go- I was pretty fortunate. We yeah we we knew that going into this this Summit Dixon County game it was the fifth matchup of the season. It was a it, Summit had a three one lead in the in the series, but every, all but one game had been decided by one run. The other game, two runs. (laughs) So (laughs) the drama was there. The drama was going to be there. We knew it was in the, I guess it was the second or third inning. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly, but um, I think it was the third. Ashland, um, Ashlyn Sensing, the pitcher from Dixon County, strokes a ball to right center field with the runners on the corners and obviously scores a run. Kate Peters is rounding third, coming home. The ball hits Claudette Runk's glove, and she throws a dart 
to home plate and gets Peters sliding in head first at the plate to save a run from being scored. And then in the bottom of the fourth, with a runner on first, Dixie Corbin takes an absolute shot fastball to the elbow. Had she not had on an Evo shield, it probably would have shattered her arm. I'm telling you, when we heard it, everybody, there was an audible gasp when it hit her. Because you could, it was like a, I mean, it was, but like way louder than that. (laughs) I mean, it was bad. Uh, But she rubbed her arm, took her her Evo shield off, rubbed her arm as she went to first base and just kept going. Uh, But she's a catcher though, right? No, Dixie is a uh, third baseman. So oh, she's okay. used to, you know, balls yeah. flying at her very fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she plays the hot corner for a reason. So it's um, runners on first and second. Claudette Runt comes up, hits a really hard ground ball to shortstop. It takes a it takes a hop and bounces past the shortstop. And uh, Ashlyn Easley comes around to score from second and ties the game at one. But it was the sixth inning where, uh, after Elena Escobar came in, uh, it was the fifth inning, Elena Escobar comes in in relief after a walk from Lily Kate Richards, which the only reason they made the switch is because it was the third time through the lineup. It had nothing to do with anything Lily Kate did. She, Coach Stevenson just wanted to pitch both pitchers mm-hmm. and you know try to change the speed up a little bit. Well, Kate Peters was ready, and she smashed one right back up the middle. Scored a run, and that became the uh, the difference in the game. So that that was it. I mean, it was exactly what you expect. There was some drama late. Uh, Dixie Corbin, <laughs> as we just mentioned, hits a blast to left field. She got a change up and turned on it and took it to left field. And the, the wind was blowing left to right, but it wasn't blowing in or out, uh, which – was a struggle for the left fielder, um, Lily, <laughs> Lily Proctor, who ran back. She tried to judge it, t- kind of turned to her left to, to get it, and then had to t- roll back around to her right before she reached up and just barely grabbed it out of the air. And uh, that would have probably tied the game at least uh, because there wasn't a runner on. So it, it was just it, – it was exciting. It was everything you wanted to see from a Dixon County Summit softball game. Uh, tons of fun and – it's unfortunate because that the the region they match up with is traditionally very good. Uh, so that Springfield Summit game tomorrow is going to be really, really fun to watch. It'll be interesting. I'm not sure that Springfield was expected to win that ball game over Clarksville. They certainly weren't expected to win ten to three. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so Summit goes to Springfield. Clarksville will travel to Dixon County in a. Um, Matchup between two relatively familiar programs with each other. So and uh, next year probably region district district. Yeah, I think they are definitely a region in football, but <laughs> softball district probably will be in the same district as well. Yeah. Um, as you said, and as we mentioned in the rundown, my games weren't as exciting as your games, but my games got over earlier and. The folks at Columbia Academy know how to throw a victory party because they had a shrimp and crawfish bowl after the game. And it's funny because I was sitting there in the stands, 
you know, watching the games, and every now and then I would catch a whiff of something. I guess the wind has shifted. I don't know. And I'm thinking, it smells like crawfish. Hmm. And then I'm thinking, where would there be crawfish? You're nuts. And, you know, turn back to the game. But it happened two or three times, and I'm like, and then after the game, I hear Seth Anderson, who, by the way, will be on with us tomorrow morning at about this time. So check that out. And he's saying something to somebody. They got shrimp and crawfish up on the top parking lot up there by the gym. And I, I, was, was, I, I was fortunate enough to be invited up. And Stacy Hardy, Malia's dad, said for me to tell you, you, you picked the wrong game. I did not pick the game. Unfortunately, I was actually uh, I was I parked up there, so I was walking down and saw them and I was like, are they tailgating? Are they like, what's the deal here? And I saw the the boiler and I was like, I know they're not cooking crawfish because I'm be mad if they are. Uh, they were. They were. And I and was. You was. <laughs> <laughs> they were. And I was. Yeah. I, so, um, I had to send you a picture. I was. Yeah. I. I and I knew what it was too. I was like, "Oh, this, this is going to make me mad." I was in the press box because I got there. I was going to take some pictures early, but apparently, our photographer Rick Bue made it on time. He made it early, and uh, well, yeah. early is on time. So, yeah, <laughs> and on time is late. Yeah. And, and he was in the dugout, so I got a I got a picture of him in his natural habitat. There you go. So cool. Send that to him. That's all I got though. And uh, but yeah, Malia um, Hardy went. Went zoom, zoom. while I was there. Yeah, well, it didn't take long. No. Nope. <laughs> Second batter of the first inning, yeah. Um, both I, Seth, and Malia were a little shocked that they pitched to her. She of the 17 home runs. Well, the well, girl the the girl from Boyd Buchanan had some good stuff, but I don't think it was moving very much because she was throwing hard, but I, it was pretty straight. Well, and, that one moved. Yeah, that one moved straight up and out of the ballpark yeah. after it got there. And then she hit another one in the second game as Did well. She? she and Carly Harakas each hit one in a um, five-run fifth, I think it was. Yeah. Um, they so like five-run innings. They do like five-run innings. They <laughs> scored five in the first in game one en route to that 10 nothing victory, and they scored five in the fifth to kind of break the second one open after Boyd Buchanan actually hit a three-run home run in the bottom of the first because they were the hosts – in game two, Columbia Academy bounced back with 13 unanswered. Journey Mitchell retired the final 15 she faced. Oh, by the way, Avery Slaughter, 13 strikeout, no hitter in game one. Kind of got lost in the 10 nothing victory, but nice performance for her. And that's kind of been the key for this CA team all year is their balance. Um, they can play small ball. They can play wall ball. Um and they are always solid in the circle with those two. So they are two wins Final away. Final four. Yeah, two wins away from a Division Two A state championship. Following up a 2019 Class A state championship. Yeah, they've won, I think, 24 straight now. Well, they need to win 26 straight. So That would be good. <laughs> yes, it would. That would be good because we don't need a whole lot of dramatics at this point. Yeah, well, dra- drama is fun when you're us. Drama is not fun when you are the team or the parents. So. Hey, yeah. Um, so we got one more softball game that we need to talk about, and we'll do it on the other side of this break. Um, 
Stay with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint from the Lee Company Studios. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Coming to you live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia, right off of West 7th Street. Which we have decided does actually go uphill. It does. Matter of fact, we'll show you. If you, if you can see. It's ever so slight. If you can see the the West Seventh Cam on Facebook or Twitter, the bottom of the camera is is straight with the rail on our front porch here at Front Porch Radio. Yet the building looks like the building from Ripley's Believe It or Not, kind of you know crooked. <laughs> <laughs> now that one's upside down, isn't it? <laughs> the Ripley's building is upside down. That is upside down. Yeah. <laughs> But still, it's it's a little crooked. It's a little. Uh, it is not the camera. The camera is straight today. The hill is there. There is a hill there. We didn't know. So we were constantly fighting an uphill battle, and we just didn't know it. Nice. Give yourself. Yeah. There we Good go. Job. There give we give go. yourself. The, uh, yeah. Good job. Good job. That was solid. It, we need to tell you that this segment was brought to you by our friends at Zion Christian Academy, ZionEagles.org to schedule an appointment today to tour the, the facilities. Yeah. TJ Derrick and Brandon Surratt are waiting on your call at, or your email. Your call at 931-388-5731. That's 931-388-5731. Again, ZionEagles.org. You can schedule your tour today, and you'll enjoy it. They're good folks over there. Yeah. Doing some big things out there. Some of which we've reported on this week. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I saw a post yesterday that, you know, a lot of parents are really excited. So, and they said that your story was really, really good. A great report on the, on the, the move. We try. So we try. That's uh, why you're a hall of famer. <laughs> Just <laughs> Hey, give him a hand, y'all. <laughs> In Region 6A softball yesterday, um, host Summertown with another victory over Loretta, their fifth in as many games. Katie Beth Gallagher with a two-run homer in the first. And Kaylee Campbell and Claire Woods made it stand up. Campbell with 11 strikeouts. Claire Woods finished things off. Um, 
Lucy Ballinger added an RBI base hit in the fifth, and Hannah Lindsay drove Jenna Brazier in after she doubled in the sixth. For the 4 nothing victory over the Lady Mustangs, Summertown will host Joe Burns, who, as we mentioned in the rundown, lost 6-5 to Houston County in the Region 5A Finals. Loretta will travel to Houston County. Where Haley Brooks is waiting. And that's, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Because <laughs> that girl can throw it, She's boy. a freshman, is that freshman. right? Freshman. So can, she's, she's going to be a problem for a while then, huh? No doubt. Okay. All right. Friday's winners, by the way, go to Spring Fling next week. So good luck to both the Lady Eagles, who are now 32-1. and 32-1 and one one tie so okay and, well i just wanted to make sure that because you don't necessarily deal with ties in baseball and softball i assume they were at a tournament somewhere it was dropped dead and there you go um summertown loretta baseball region 6a finals at loretta because they won the uh district 12a tournament last week did not win the Region 6A tournament as Summertown scored the go-ahead run in the seventh. Grant Burleson, Summertown's Mr. Baseball finalist, showing you why with that RBI base hit in the top of the inning. Apparently just missed Going another, out. another three-run jack in the seventh. He's, so it went foul in the seventh. He's so. got 15. So it, it's it's hardly a shock when he hits one. Um, Gavin Burleson worked the final two innings, picked up the victory on the mound for the Eagles, who will take on Richland as the Raiders went on the road in the Region 5A finals and fell 2 to nothing at East Robertson. Um, Apparently, uh, according to um, unofficial correspondent Michael Long, <laughs> Down at, who was down at Loretto yesterday? Drake Blackwood was pitched around quite a bit. Uh, apparently, didn't he hit two home runs in the game before this? Uh, uh, yeah, which is why I think they were pitching around him. <laughs> so, I mean, pick your poison. You got Grant and Drake, and they're protecting each other. So you you pick. Got to pitch to somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, East Robertson with the 2 nothing win despite the complete game effort on the mound from Bryce Miller, who gave up three hits and lost. He did, however, give up back-to-back walks and a hit batter to load the bases in the fourth, and um, walks kill you. Wyatt Hopgood with a base hit driving in both runs for the host Indians in that one. So, tough day. Yeah, you know, Richland... Richland had a good like I'm gonna be honest with you. Richland went into this game not throwing their number one pitcher, obviously, and still only gave up two runs. I feel like this Summertown Richland game is gonna be fun to watch. I I, I would love to be there. Uh, it's I, I I think there's going to be some drama down there. I don't think this is going to be a, a walk in the park for for either team. Meanwhile, as we come to the top of the hour and the end of the first hour, um, we missed a game today. 
on today's schedule. It's fairly significant. Columbia Academy travels to Christian Academy of Knoxville in the D2A state quarterfinals. Similar situation to the softball team yesterday. Best of three series up there. First game will begin at 3 o'clock Central Time uh, with the second to follow. CAK has won the last three Division 2A state championships. That's an unfortunate draw. That is a tough draw. Um, but that's that's the draw that the Bulldogs have. So yeah, we what, will certainly be keeping an eye on game. that one. Yeah, yeah. They've you know they've won a lot of games. They they set a school record for victories this year. But you're going to have to beat CAK at some point. I was going to say, and, and you know that, what? That's the approach of a lot of coaches. You got to beat them sometime. And it's now, stinks. now it's, might as well be. It. Well, and <laughs> it's funny that there. you say that because that's exactly what Richie, Richie Eastup said Saturday after they um, defeated ECS. Well, so. I mean, I mean, yeah, you got to beat them at some point. It would have probably been better to not have to travel all the way to Knoxville to do it. I mean, if you could have met him halfway in Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro. that would have been nice. Yeah. But but it is what it is. You you got to beat that to be the man. You got to beat the you man. You got to beat the man. So. And if they do, that's going to be my lead. And, and you know, and, and you know, while while CAK has won the last 3 D2A championships, Columbia, Columbia Academy's got one under their belt in that span as well. I mean, it's only one and it was in class A, but still doesn't matter. You know. This is not they ain't no slouch. No. And no, CAK knows that too. Exactly. You you bet CAK is coming with their A game today. So this one could be a good one. It will be fun to watch and uh I'm assuming it will be available if you have Game Changer. <laughs> You'll be we'll be able to watch it. Hopefully. So. And if, ideally it'd be on NFHS. Well we'll have to check on that. We'll check it out and check see your it. local listings. And if there is a way to watch it, we will let you know. We'll, we'll tweet it out at SM underscore TN Sports. Uh, I'm sure that there will be folks who will want to do that. So, All right. Can't believe we missed that earlier. It is what it is. Again, this segment brought to you by our friends at Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org. Right, give them a call at 931-388-5731, 931-388-5731. That's going to do it for the first hour. High school sports. Got to love it. For full coverage and the most consistent coverage of high school sports in Southern Middle Tennessee, no better place than sm-tnsports.com. Check it out. We'd appreciate it. Be sure and check back with us tomorrow. As again, we will have Columbia Academy softball coach Seth Anderson in the 920 segment. We'll also be talking a little um, Columbia Central soccer, some CA baseball, and whatever else comes across us between now and then. No doubt. All right. uh, Stick around for the second hour. We've got Braves. They take on the Pirates. Talk a little bit about the sounds in Gwinnett last night because Drew Waters, boy, something special. Stock is going up. We'll talk about the Preds, some NFL QB rankings that we found on the Internet and uh, have some stuff to say about. Of course, Bill Marbot joins us in the second hour as well. Tons to get to. Really excited. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We will be right back from the Lee Company studio on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Don't go anywhere. 